Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from NFL and bowl season to esports. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. We're the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. Head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use promo code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, to receive your rewards. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hi guys, welcome back to uh, another episode of Believe in Nuggets. Uh, this is the first one in a while, uh, sorry about that. But uh, this month, both me and Gage were busy at several times, so we just kind of took a holiday break. We're back. Uh, and so are the Nuggets to being a very good team. Uh, but before we get to that, uh, I am Asher Levy, your host, as always joined by my lovely co-host, Gage Richard. How are you doing today, man? Uh, doing well. Glad to be back. Uh, glad to have enjoyed the holiday break. Yeah, I between I traveled at the beginning of the month. Uh, was actually in Denver uh, for a week and saw the Nuggets uh, Mavericks game with you. Uh, and then just after I got back, it was a scheduling thing on your end, a scheduling thing on my end. It just kept getting pushed around. But yep, we're back. We'll be more consistent moving forward because obviously with the holidays being over, we'll just be a little more settled down uh, for the foreseeable future. Yep. Uh, and with that being said, uh, speaking, speaking of settling down, uh, the Nuggets have kind of settled down into being uh, a really good team. And uh, they were always a good team this season. I am not going to pretend they were a bad team at any point. Uh, but in the month of December, we have seen them kind of get their strides under them. We've seen some players come into form a bit more. Uh what have you seen? Uh, so actually, let me go over some stats real quick. Uh, in their last eight, the Nuggets are uh, 10 and two, or sorry, eight and two. Um, they are currently sitting at 22 and 12, which is tied uh, for first in the Western Conference. Uh, technically, they're behind the Pelicans because of head to head, but uh, they are tied record wise uh, with the one seed. And in the last three weeks from when uh, this podcast will come out, so since uh, December 9th, they have played uh, nine games, and in those nine games, they have a defensive rating of 114.4 per uh, cleaningtheglass.com, which filters out garbage time. Um, but they have 114.4. That's 12th in the league in that uh, stretch of time. They've actually figured out some things defensively. They have not been elite defensively. They have not been top five defensively. I'm not going to pretend they have. However, they have figured out some things that work for them. We have seen them uh, defend against good teams, namely against the Grizzlies, uh, is probably the game that stands out the most in my head. Uh, but what have you seen uh, from the Nuggets this month that, you know, just has either, uh, like me, improve your uh, oversight of the team or is there something that you've seen that you haven't liked uh i'm gonna start with the positives because that's more fun main thing i've seen over the last not just separate not just last few weeks but just the last month and a half to two months has been the play of aaron gordon and we're going to talk about him a, a little bit more on the show today but i have loved watching aaron gordon play the role that he was born to play in the nba and he 
looks the best that he's ever looked. And it makes a lot of sense because he's playing alongside Jokic, who allows him to just do the stuff that he does the best. I mean, this is far, has been far and away his best season of his career. Uh, there's like, There's been years where he's averaged more points or more counting stats, but this has been his best year overall. On the year, he's averaging 17.5 points, 6.7 rebounds, 2.1 assists. He's shooting 61.1% from the floor, 39% on threes. Field goal, 64.4%. You'd like that to be a little higher, but I'm okay with it because of everything else he does. He's, his uh, effective field goal percentage is 65.7%. His career average is 52% on effective field goal percent. He is absolutely dominating right now because he's allowed to just play his role, which is be bigger than small, be bigger than fast guys and be faster than big guys. That's, and the, that's all they're asking him to do. And it makes so much sense. He, he gets out, he runs on fast breaks. He is cutting off the ball. When Jokic has the ball up bet- between the free throw line and the three-point line, if Aaron Gordon's on the floor and the defense loses him for even half of a second, it's over. That's, that's a bucket. He's scoring. He has been phenomenal. I love watching him. I love watching him play alongside Jokic because this is what we envisioned when they traded for him. When they traded for him a couple of years ago, this was the hope, and we got to see it for a brief flash, but now we're really seeing it because of everybody he's surrounded with, with KCP, Jamal Murray now back in the lineup, Michael Porter Jr. When that fivesome is there, they are just a terrifying group all around. He's shooting 79.7% at the rim. It is just an insane number. He's shooting almost 80% at the rim. It is absolutely bonkers. Yeah, he has. Uh, he's been fantastic. Uh, he's been, in my opinion, the second best nugget this season. Oh, no um, doubt. No, yeah. no question. Yeah, he has uh, improved defensively since he came back from that uh, flu thing that he had. He's improved offensively. He's been putting dudes into the basket like he's been backing them down dunking uh the dunk he had on christmas is probably the best dunk uh the in nuggets history i mean there's the jr smith one there's probably uh some antonio mcdice uh kenneth reed i was gonna say if but, you don't say kenneth reed right now yeah, i'm gonna get upset it's, but like, in, he, like <laughs> it's, it's mentioned here yeah, no, like there are a lot of good dunks uh, in Nuggets history, but that one, considering the context of it, it being an overtime game of the late game of Christmas uh, on national uh, TV, it and just the dunk itself, uh, in my opinion, makes it like top three, if not, in my opinion, top one. Um, and his defense has uh, improved as well. Like he has been uh, more of a backline defender at, at times this season than he was uh, in years past, just because they have more uh, defensive personnel that they can actually use on ball on guards in that sort of thing. Uh, this oh, season. you mean he's getting to play the role that makes the most sense for him, where he's more of a free safety than an on ball defender? I am just stunned. <laughs> yeah, and uh, in that role, he's found a, a fair amount of success. Uh, he's not in, like an all defensive sort of caliber, but he's been a positive uh, defensively. He's been a good defender and with what he brings offensively with the way that he bends the defense with his rim pressure, because he creates so much rim pressure. 
you cannot let Aaron Gordon get within like five feet of the rim or he is dunking on you. He's uh, getting it off the glass, getting his own rebound, getting it back. Like he will score. You're either going to foul him or he's going to score. And uh, he has been an all-star caliber player this season. I don't know whether he'll get there. Uh, maybe as like an injury replacement because the West is uh, pretty loaded, but he deserves to at least be in that conversation. And in my opinion, probably make it as a reserve outright. Uh, I hope he gets in uh, just whether it be through an injury replacement, whether it be as a reserve, I hope he gets in because he has been uh, the consistently second best uh, player on one of the best teams in the West at this point tied uh, for uh, the one seed. But if the Nuggets can rip off a few more wins as they have been doing uh, since before that Kings game, there will be his name will be mentioned. uh, And I think he deserves that because without him this season, the Nuggets are significantly worse than what they would be otherwise. Um, he just makes this team make so much more sense with the way he can play the dunker spot. He's shot well from three. Uh, and I think that's legit. Uh, he made, he's made like notable improvements from last season. I think uh, just, it looks smoother coming out of his hands. He looks more confident in it. Uh, and last season was an improvement over what he had been before. There's just a lot to love with Aaron Gordon this season. Uh, and I think we're both just in, in uh agreement there absolutely i i'm sitting here i'm looking at like some of the like all-star projection things and it sucks that one it's such a guard heavy league like guards get so much importance and i understand why like there's so many good guards like just looking at the west you have ja luca who just really quick crazy game against the knicks anyway shea gilgis alexander steph curry who is hurt and who knows if he's going to make it just because he's dealing with an injury. Devin Booker, another star, and he's dealing with an injury. And then you have guys like CJ. Anthony, Anthony Simons is on here. I think he's kind of questionable all-star, but that's just me. And in the front court, you got Jokic, Lowry Markkinen, uh, Anthony Davis. LeBron will end up as an all-star. I'll be stunned if he doesn't just because he's LeBron. But Zion. Zion, yeah, he's down here at the very at the end of this list. There's there is so much talent in the league right now, and it just sucks that there's so much talent in the West because Aaron Gordon, like if this is last year, Aaron Gordon's in, mm-hmm. right? Like I mean, right, yeah, and I mean he's like he's still got a chance to get in. Like we're a little early on it, but he's I think he's still got a chance to get in. I think Aaron Gordon's been phenomenal, and he's also been phenomenal on a top two team in the West mm-hmm. and he's been DC has been the second best player on a top two team in the West. And when they're all healthy, the number one team in the West, like they lost last night uh, or well, two nights ago now when you guys are listening to this, but that was a schedule loss. They had four guys out second night of a back to back. It's just, everything was against them. They should have won the game based on how the game went. They didn't, but it was one of those where it's like, Hey, we lost. We're kind of expecting to lose this game. This team mm-hmm. is so talented. Aaron Gordon not being an all-star is going to suck if it doesn't happen. I think he should, whether, like you said, as an injury replacement or as a like co- as a like picked by a coach type of thing, but that uh, remains to be seen. Yeah, 
uh, like you said, the league is filled with uh, filled with talent. And, you know, Jokic will start. Uh, that's a no-brainer. He has worked his way comfortably into the top three-ish uh, in the MVP race. MVP race is too, it's too early to talk fully about it and also just the discussion and discourse over the last two seasons. I don't really care to talk about the MVP race yet, um, but he has he's been uh, one of, if not the best player in the league this season, et cetera, et cetera. We, we know what Jokic is. He's been brilliant. Um, outside of him, you have Larry Markkinen, who's put together a legit, like, very good season, 23 points, eight rebounds a game on the Jazz, who have exceeded expectations. They've cooled off, yeah, but he has still been uh, fantastic. AD is someone who might miss the all-star game with injury. Um, like there are ways for him to get in. We'll have to see. Uh, outside of him, we've also seen uh, Jamal Murray uh, put things together a bit more, which has been nice to see. He is getting to the rim a lot more decisively. He's uh, hitting more of his shots. He just in general has been uh, a lot better in uh, the last month or so uh, than he was uh, to before that uh, since the 25th of November he's played 14 games in those games he's averaging 34 minutes a game which is uh, a lot and he looks pretty gassed some of the time but that is improving uh, over time and that's not to like say his conditioning is bad it's just like he hasn't been on an NBA floor before the season for 18 months or so it'll take time to work fully back into where you can play 35 minutes uh, a night consistently for an NBA team. Uh, he's not at that point yet uh, to where he plays at full pace uh, the entire time. That'll probably be better by the playoffs. I'm not too concerned about it, but it is worth mentioning. But in that uh, span of time, he's averaging 20.6 points a game, 6.6 assists uh, on 46, 37, uh, 79 splits. Uh, the defense has not been uh, very good, but he's looked more and more like himself uh, offensively. And I assume the defense will get there at some point. Uh, it's not there quite yet, but uh, he is getting better at that end. It's not as bad as he was at, to start the season. That will be a slower get back than on the offensive end. Uh, but what have you seen from Jamal Murray uh, this season or well, in the past month or so? Uh, like you said, uh, just as he's getting his legs under him more, as he's getting his conditioning back, which clearly it's still not there. That's why he didn't play the second game of that back-to-back -back against the Kings. It's just one of those things that the more he plays, the more he's going to get back to being the Jamal that he was. And he's still he's showing flashes of being the guy that he was prior to the injury. We saw it uh, earlier in the season against, I can't remember who it was. It was They were playing, they played the Knicks, and then Houston, it was like a night. I think. Was it the Houston game where he was like playing where he was? No, 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 it wasn't Houston. It was a game where he was the guy and he won them the game late that they like they had no it. I can't remember who it was, but it was a uh, it was. The, was it against the Chicago? It was the Thunder game, wasn't it? Uh, Yeah, where, yeah. Where he just kind of took over and he's like, this is my game. I'm winning us this game like he played really well late. No, it wasn't the Thunder. He didn't even play against the Thunder. Okay, uh, I apologize to the people listening right now. I'm not sure what game it was, but Jamal Murray had a game earlier in the year where he just shut it down late and said, we're not losing, and I'm going to make sure that we don't lose. And 
Mm-hmm. I think that that guy is going to be here on an every night basis. Before I'd say probably around March is when I expect that. I think yeah. that he'll get he'll get there more and more every night, and then by the time March rolls around, I expect him to be the guy that we that we've seen before, mm-hmm. like prior to his injury, and I think that'll be fully back. Yeah, I think we definitely saw a lot of that uh, against the Trailblazers too, uh, with his uh, you know game winner uh, over over Dame. Uh, we've seen we've seen flashes of it. I think he'll get back there soon enough, um, and the. Even the version we have now is is a better point guard than anything the Nuggets had last season. Um, and yeah, outside of uh, Aaron Gordon, Jamal, we've seen MPJ back for a few games. He missed uh, most of this month with uh, a heel strain. Um, he's looked good since he's gotten back. There are uh, some like defensive stuff la- late last game, but in general, he's been pretty solid defensively uh, since he's come back, uh, especially for his standard. Um, we've seen him make a lot of threes. He is MPJ. You know what he is. Um, do you have any MPJ takeaways? Uh, MPJ is good at basketball, despite what some people may believe. Um, and I think it's just a matter of him getting in a rhythm. I mean, we saw against in that second game of that back-to-back, he had – what was it, 14 first quarter points? And then he scored five the rest of the game. Part of that was just once he went out, he just couldn't quite get his rhythm back. And it just seemed, and just the offense overall just seemed clunky in that entire game. I was frustrated watching it because it was just clear that everybody that was on the floor didn't quite mesh well. And that's going to happen when you're missing four of your, like you're missing four rotation guys. You're missing two starters. You're missing... Bruce Brown, who's your first like primary guy off the bench, and then you're missing Jeff Green, who is one of your primary bigs off the bench. Mm-hmm. And when you're missing all four of those guys in one night, your offense is your team's just going to run awkward. It's not going to run right, and that ended up being the case. So I'm not worried about that. I think that MPJ, the flamethrower guy that we saw in the first game of that back-to-back, is the one that we're going to have. And if he can tighten up a little bit more on defense – which I think his defense is directly tied to his offense. I've thought this for the last couple of years. When he's playing well on offense, he plays well on defense. It And it doesn't necessarily go vice versa. Like, if he's playing really well on defense, he's not always going to play well on offense. But when his offense is going good, he he feels really confident, and he is a lot more aggressive on defense, and the team generally is more successful as a result. So there is some correlation to the idea that if you can get MPJ involved on offense, your team's defense will rise as a whole. Most people would be like, that doesn't make any sense. And I don't have any advanced stats to back it up, but just from the eye test of looking at when MPJ hits like two, three threes in a row on offense, he just seems locked into a different level on defense. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. Uh, He is definitely one of those guys where once he's in rhythm, his whole game is in rhythm. And once he's out of rhythm, his whole game is out of rhythm. Um, But, you know, positives are fun. But uh, the holidays are over. Uh, it's time to bring some Bah Humbug back into it. Let's talk about uh, some negatives that I, we've seen over the past month. Because the past month has been fantastic for the Nuggets, but there are still some things to nitpick. You know, Overall, we've seen Jokic become uh, an MVP candidate with 
the 40 1 15 15 over uh the phoenix suns on christmas we've seen a few triple doubles from him this month we've seen him be great we've seen aaron gordon be fantastic the best ball he's ever played uh we've seen jamal murray play the best basketball that he's played since uh, he got injured we've seen kcp uh, kind of find his rhythm again after going through a mini slump one person who is still in a slump uh, and has been for the entire month of December, really, is uh, Bones Highland. Bones uh, has not impressed me at all this the, these five months, and or not five months, uh, this last month. And he is someone who had high expectations coming into the season, and maybe they were uh, a little unreasonable for uh, a second-year player because you maybe shouldn't rely on, on, you know, sophomore players or whatever, but he's still been disappointing uh, in the games that he has played in, um, which are nearly all of them. But uh, he's still been disappointing when he's, he's seen playing time. Uh, even if the expectations were a little lofty, uh, the Nuggets need him to be better than what he has been. Uh, in the month of December, he's played in 13 games, started one of them, which was the uh, last game against the Sacramento Kings. In those uh, 13 games, he's averaging 20 minutes a game on uh, and averaging 10.9 points on 38.3% from the field, 32.4% from three, 84.2% from the line, averaging 3.2 assists to 1.5 turnovers. That's also not to mention the fact that he has been arguably the worst defender in the league this season. Uh, he has... I believe the worst uh, defensive uh, estimated plus minus, which is uh, an impact metric on dunks and threes.com. Uh, like defensive uh, metrics are very wonky, but he's near the bottom in all of them. And the eye test also backs that up. There are so many plays where he just gets lost. Uh, even on ball screen navigation is really bad. Uh, off ball defense. He loses his man half the time. Uh, he needs to be better. What do you think uh, Bones needs to get better at, especially in the offensive end? Because the defense is pretty straightforward. He just needs to get better across the board. But I feel like there are some like things with him on offense that need to be ironed out. And I think some of them might be like uh, just how he plays. The as main opposed issue to with this Bones' offense slim. is consistency. Mm-hmm. That's a, his main issue. He'll it, he makes no sense to me sometimes, and it's like so. You mentioned kind of his defensive warts or like some of his defensive stats. So for the month of December, he's shooting thirty eight point three percent from the floor, thirty two point four percent from three. In October, obviously it was only six games. He shot thirty four percent from the floor, but he was forty three percent from three. In November, seven games, he was forty four percent from three. So even when he was shooting a low percentage from the floor, he was able to hold it up by shooting a good number from three. Right now, he's not doing that. He's shooting 32% this month from three. That's bad. That's that's very bad, not good. His defensive rating is 119 this month. Uh, his offensive rating is 102. It's, it, again, not good. It just, the issue with him on offense has been consistency. He will have three, four plays in a row, like three, four possessions in a row where it's like, hey, there we go. That's what we're looking for. And then just, he'll go completely away from that. He'll like, there was several plays in the, in the loss on Wednesday that 
just made no sense. And I'm not a huge fan of the commentators all the time. Sometimes I think commentators can be doing too much. I think they can be a little biased, this or that. But they were they made a point to talk about how Bones was just they were taking forever to get the play started. I don't know if that's what Malone was calling. I don't know if that's what the offense was supposed to be. Was hey, we're gonna hold the ball for 15 seconds and before we do anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this this makes no sense. What are we doing? And again, why is Bones the one doing it? Because there was multiple, like, Michael Malone, again, confuses me sometimes. Like, he is, he's way smarter basketball-wise than me, not even close. But there are times where his leash is so short. And then there are times where, like, Bones is sitting there and just, like, he's picking the ball up right after, after half court and he's doing it repeatedly. And then Malone's just like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, what do you, no, it's not. It's not fine. Why are you just okay with him doing that? But then, if Christian Brown misses a defensive rotation, he's out of the he's out of the rotation for three months or for three games. I don't I don't get it. I have seen like Bones when the light when the light clicks on, he's great. He can be he can be a distributor. He had eleven assists the other night. I think that that's a little inflated. And people are like, "What do you mean?" I think that there were times where he got assists. And it was more because the guy that he passed it to did something more so than he did something. It's fine. I don't do the stats, but I think that Bones, when he wants to get guys involved, he can do that. I think that him being on the second unit without a second ball handler is a big problem. So it's uh, I'm hopeful that Bruce Brown is not gone for a while uh, because he and Ish Smith don't really mesh well together. Um, he and Bruce Brown kind of do because Bruce Brown can run the offense, but he doesn't want the he doesn't need the offense to run through him. Versus Bones kind of needs it to go through him. So, mm-hmm. like you said, on defense, it's just he needs to improve across the board. Offense, he just needs to improve consistency. It needs to be less up and down and more just straight, like just straight progression. Like because if he can just tread water, that's that's an improvement. With how good this starting five is, they don't need Bones to be. Malik Monk. They don't need him to be prime Jamal Crawford. They don't need him to be Lou Will off the bench. They just need him to tread water and the team will and the team will be fine. Right now they're two up and down with him on the floor and they need more from him just because of the way the roster is constructed. Yeah, I mean, I also think on offense he does a very poor job within the arc a lot of the time. Uh like per synergy, uh he's shooting 52.8% of the rim this season. Uh, he's shooting 54% on layups and uh, 26.3% on runners. Uh, he doesn't get, when he does get to the rim, which sometimes he struggles to do, like uh, against Davion Mitchell in the clutch last night, he, Davion really bothered him. Um, and that is uh, the case with uh, bones too. Uh, like those sort of guards that kind of get into him can bother him. Uh, and he's only shooting 41.5%, uh, on twos this season per synergy, uh, per, uh, basketball reference, it would be, um, 39.3%. So like really bad within the arc this season, uh, he needs to just be a better finisher he still has good games uh, and he's still a good shooter. I think he's far better than what he's shown this month. I don't know if he's the 45% shooter that we saw before that, but um, the Nuggets do need more from him. 
other than that, uh, we can briefly talk about the upcoming games, uh, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, the th- next three games they have coming up are uh, The Heat, which is going to be uh, Friday night, or probably when you guys are listening to this uh, later today. Um, that'll be at 7. That's a home game. Uh, the Heat, I believe, uh, are dealing with some injuries right now. I know that Jimmy Butler and Bam missed some games recently. Let me double check. Uh, so I'm looking at it right now. The current injury report shows just Dwayne Dedman and uh, uh, Garrett Seven, um, Omar mm-hmm. Garrett Seven. Uh, so the the Heat with being uh, like Butler, Bam, and Kyle Lowry deal with injury stuff every night. It seems mm-hmm. uh, sometimes like Kyle Lowry, I believe, missed their last game due to personal reasons. Uh, I'm not sure if there's been any more update on that. He's not on their injury report, obviously, because it's not technically an injury. Mm-hmm. So it just kind of remains to be seen. Uh, like, you can wake up Friday morning and think, okay, they're going to have their big three, Butler, Bam, and uh, Lowry. And then you get to game time, and they're all three out for various yeah. reasons. Uh, Bam's been dealing with an illness, I believe. And then Butler, I can't remember what his injury is, but he's off the injury report now. So I believe all three, I believe all of their primary guys will be playing tomorrow or tonight as you guys are listening to this. Yeah, I, I expect all of them to play. They're all listed as probable on ESPN. Uh, if that does happen, the Heat still have not been uh, that good this season. Uh, Bruce Brown, Michael Porter, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, or not Michael Porter, sorry, uh, just AG, uh, Bruce Brown, Jamal, are all questionable for tomorrow uh, with their respective injuries. Uh, Jamal with his knee, management, um, Bruce Brown with that ankle sprain and then Aaron Gordon with his shoulder thing. I'm not sure whether they'll play or not. Um, and they're also not shooting around tomorrow, uh, at least to, for media. So uh, we'll kind of find out before the game, uh, a few hours beforehand, whether they'll be playing or not. Either way, I think they should probably beat the Heat. Uh, the Heat haven't been that good this season. And um, they've been good at home. As far as uh, the next couple, they have the Celtics uh, on January uh, 1st, and uh, it's at home, but that one is going to be a a tough one. That one is going to be like the test for the Nuggets right now, uh, uh, assuming they're healthy, that will be like the test to see against another premier team, because we've seen them go against... uh, contenders uh, in the past few weeks like we've seen them go against the grizzlies we've seen them go against the suns they've looked good but the celtics are uh right now the favorite to win the title i'd say or one of the favorites um so we'll be able to see the nuggets hopefully uh fully healthy against some th- a, a team like that uh they, they they got ran off the floor last time they played the celtics so with the improvements they've made Uh, The hope is that they can show a little more. And then uh, after that, it's a back-to-back, and they play against the Timberwolves. Timberwolves should be a win. Uh, Cat is still missing. Uh, The Timberwolves have been on kind of a downward spiral lately. Um, He, They just don't have much juice right now. And I don't see uh, why the Nuggets... Uh, should lose to them. They're three and seven in their last 10. Uh, that's the next three coming up. Any other notes you want to hit on for those games before we get out of here? 
Uh, no, I think that that, like you said, that'll be a the Boston game is the one that concerns me the most. I think that Miami has potential flashes of good, and they but they're also kind of inconsistent. Like Tyler Harris is their best offensive weapon, and there will be games where he has it and games that he doesn't. So it just kind of depends on how he goes, is how the team goes. Uh, Boston is the key one there. Um, it'll be interesting to see the shooting matchup because last time the Celtics shot 43% from three. Denver shot 41%, but it didn't seem like it was ever that close. It just, they shot also 55% from floor. Denver shot 45%. It just, Boston was getting layups. And just every shot they were taking was falling. Jalen Brown was 11 of 15 from the floor. Uh, Al Horford was 6 of 8 from 3. It just, every time they needed a big shot to kill a Denver run, they got it. So if they shoot just a little bit worse, I think that that game's much closer. Uh, so we'll see how that one goes. I think that that'll be a big home game and a big test for them, as you said. So hopefully they are healthy or mostly healthy. And then the Minnesota game, I'm not that scared of Minnesota, but at the same time, any team can get hot, and Minnesota does have Anthony Edwards, D'Lo. Uh, they can get hot at any time. Both of those guys can. Like, D'Lo can, most nights, just is struggling to score offensively just with any uh, efficiency, but he still has nights where he can light it up. Uh, same thing goes for Anthony Edwards, where he's not like just stroking it from outside, but then he can have games where he goes 6 of 9 from 3, and you're like, where the heck did that come from? So, mm-hmm. Um, the one that obviously is the most important is I think that Boston game, the Minnesota game matters because it's in conference. Uh, the Miami game, you want to see a bounce back after the, uh, the blown lead and lost to Sacramento. So if they can start this, it's a two game brief, two game homestand, uh, against two Eastern conference opponents. So the, the other thing to pay attention to in that Miami game is it, that's a look at spot. Cause if they get distracted, they're like, Hey, we got Boston coming to town in a couple of days. We got to really pay attention for that one. Miami will beat you. Like Max Struess will get hot for the game. Duncan Robinson might come in off the bench and do something. You have to lock in because every team can win on any given night. That's what we've seen all year long. So don't sleep on anybody. But if I'm ranking the games, I'm going Boston 1, Minnesota 2, Miami 3. Yeah, I'd agree. All right. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. We'll be back uh, sooner than a month, I uh, promise. Uh, and we will uh, catch you later. Adios. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.